Welcome back, everybody, to Dodgers We Believe. It's August 19th, 2018, and we're back with another podcast. It's Jake and Josie here. Hi, everyone. So we have quite a bit to talk about today. Uh, but first, we want to thank everybody who's been responding to us. And we got a couple followers on Twitter since our last uh, episode last week. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to John and Christy for their uh, support after the last episode. They reached out to us and let us know kind of what they were liking, what they weren't liking about our previous episode, and we're really thankful for that. We are very thankful. Uh, also, an update, we are sellouts. We want to talk about accounting, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Pearson Publishing. Pearson Publishing. They're pretty big. They've got great textbooks here. Pretty big publishing company. Uh, they published a new textbook called Cost Accounting. You want to do accounting right? Use cost accounting. It saved my life in grad school. <laughs> yeah. I we mean, were paid $8 to $8, say that. $8 to say that. It was really important. Big, big sellouts here. <laughs> Go cost accounting by Pearson. Anyway, so uh, today we're starting off uh, with Puig's fight. So Puig had a brawl against the Giants. Um, it was in Los Angeles on August 14th. And uh, it was against Hunley, their catcher. Uh, Joe... Why don't you fill me in on, on some of the details there? So basically what happened is Puig was up to bat against Tony Watson, and there was this one pitch that he missed, and it looked like it was incredibly hittable, and he was visibly upset, understandably. He was like, I'm probably not going to get another pitch that's this great. I kind of messed it up. Well, he did use the F word instead, but yes. Family-friendly pitch. <laughs> I, I didn't say it. So basically, after... Puig was frustrated and yelled out. Hunley, we could see Hunley saying something to Puig in an interview. Puig said that Hunley told him to stop complaining and get back in the box, along with some other things that Puig could not repeat in English. So we can only imagine what that was. I'm imagining. So the two men started arguing. Puig shoved Hunley a couple times, and then everything cleared out. The dugout was clear. Men were running in from the bullpen and the outfield. Everyone was there just fighting. Yeah. I mean, just to go back a little bit, Puig has a reputation for, for being a very passionate, emotional player. I mean, and that goes back specifically with the Giants. 2016, he started a brawl with Bumgarner. 2014. 2014. I don't know anything. I think there was one in 2016, too. So, I mean, he's just, he's a very passionate, emotional player. That's true. This That's was actually his fourth career ejection. Oh my goodness, that's not the, as many as I would have expected. Yeah, didn't Grandall have two just back-to-back -back <laughs> earlier this morning? He's a wild man, that Grandall. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so as a result of this, Puig has a two-game suspension that he's currently appealing. Hundley mm -hmm. wasn't suspended at all, and both men were tacked with fines. Yeah, well, Puig, I think he did start the shoving, and he was definitely the more aggressive one of the two when it came to the actual For brawl. sure. After he was pulled apart by some of the teammates, he ducked around Robert oh, yeah. Lombard to slap Hunley in the face. You showed me that gif. There's a gif out there. Um, we saw it on Twitter of him. He had to push past a bunch of uh, coaches and players mm -hmm. to dive over those people just to get one little slap at Hunley, who was wearing his catcher's mask. So mm -hmm. it wasn't like he was actually hitting him really hard or anything. He just got a little slap yeah. in there. 
And Lombard, one of the coaches that was actually trying to pull them apart, he actually ended up going down. Um, from what Hunley said in an interview, Lombard got caught on Hunley's chest protector, oh, and they both went down. With Is Hun that what happened? Yeah. Oh. And so it wasn't like Hunley tackling Lombard or Lombard tackling Hunley. It was like they were stuck together and went down together. Oh, wow. I thought, I thought that the Dodgers' first base coach was just trying to tackle him down. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely what it looked like in the video. And that wasn't the only kind of casualty from it either. Um, the Giants rookie pitcher, Derek Rodriguez, was uh -huh. actually placed on the DL with a hamstring injury following the brawl. Right. He's he's had a pretty good start to the season, right? Mm -hmm. he um, He's from Cuba, I believe, doing pretty well. So that was unfortunate that he got yeah, They he were got thinking injured. he could be a candidate for rookie of the year this year. Well, I mean, it sounds like he's only going to be out a couple weeks at most, so, I mean, maybe he could still stand a chance. I I, um, I don't like the Giants as a Dodgers fan, but I hope he does get better soon. Of course. And, you know, personally, I don't really think that Puig likes the Giants very much either. He's very skeptical about the fact that this brawl happened in the first place. In an interview, <laughs> um, he said that brawls like this don't happen with other teams, and that also only happens when they're playing the Giants at home. And so he kind of made it seem like the Giants are trying to antagonize the Dodgers when they're at home. And he's like, I'm not going to let them do that in our home. Oh, okay. Because it kind of seems like that. I mean, just from a, a fan's perspective, it seems like the Giants are trying to get in, into his head. And it sort of seems like it, it's working. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they know he's the wild horse. They mm -hmm. know that he's very passionate about the game. Mm -hmm. And so they know that if they're going to target someone, it's going to be him. And I'm not saying this diss Puig or anything. I love Puig. I love the passion that he shows for the game. I'm glad that he's a Dodger, but sometimes he just needs to calm down a little bit. I'm in the other camp. I think his passion is great. His emotion is great. And I think that that sort of sets the tone for the rest of the team to um, light that fire in their hearts and their souls to continue fighting and playing. I see, I see. I understand so we both your love, camp, though. So we both love the passion. I just want him to stop fighting, and you think that... <laughs> I think the great. fighting is, is fine. I just don't want anybody to get injured. If they could do mm -hmm. that control in a controlled way, I think that would be mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. But that's you know, impossible. One really great thing did come out of this brawl, though. Was it McCutcheon? Yes. So Andrew McCutcheon, <laughs> one of the Giants outfielders, he recorded this video where he just kind of oh. described what it was like to be a part of a baseball brawl, specifically as an outfielder. It was perfect. I love this video. And I don't, I don't want to ruin it for anyone. Everyone should just go and look it up. It's, it's on Twitter. I think Cut4 posted it. Cut4, that's where I saw it on yeah. Twitter. And yeah. it, it's just hilarious. It's so like, funny. I've never loved a Giant more than I love Andrew McCutcheon in this movie. I mean, I, I don't mind ruining it for people. He said he was like looking down at his cleats and he just kind of looked up and there all of a sudden there was a bunch of stuff going on near a home plate. And he felt going, like there was a tornado. Yeah, he goes, oh, and there's a tornado. There's a gust of wind. It was the bullpen running in. <laughs> By the time he got there, everybody was just relaxed, staring at each other. So, it, it was hilarious. Yeah. Go, go McCutcheon. That was great. It was funny. Um, I liked him with the Pirates and I like him with the, the Giants, but I don't like the Giants. He's the real fan. MVP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. So Puig has a two-game suspension. They both got fines. Puig is appealing that suspension, however. Yeah, but he wasn't in the lineup yesterday. And was he in the lineup today? Um, so I know that the day after the brawl, um, he wasn't in the lineup, but he was available off the bench. And then I believe he was back in the lineup the next day, but I don't remember if he was in today or not. Okay, well, maybe he just won't be in um, for a couple games and they can um, issue the, the suspension retroactive to those two games. 
I mean, that's a possibility. Mm -hmm. Exactly, because we do not, we do need Puig. We do need Puig. He's been at, since he's really warmed up at the plate, he's been such a great attribution to this team. And with the state of our bullpen right now, we really need him. Plus, I've been to a couple games this season with people who aren't diehard Dodgers fans or who aren't Dodgers fans at all. And every time Puig comes up to the bat, all of the Dodgers fans are going, Puig! And to somebody who's unfamiliar with this, it almost sounds like they're booing him. Yeah, I've been asked numerous times at games when I go with non-Dodgers fans why everyone's booing this player when he comes up, and I always have to tell them, and then they always look at me and laugh and don't believe me. Yeah, they think we're joking, like, oh, okay, they're not booing him, because it sounds definitely like a boo. Um, mm -hmm. But Puig was in the lineup today. Um, Josie's pulled up the, the box score today. He was one for five, so, I mean, he was in, but I still think they can go retroactive to a couple games by the time his suspension is ruled on, so his appeal is ruled on. So, go Puig. Tough brawl, fun to watch video. I like the passion. So you did just mention the state of our bullpen right now. It's struggling a little bit. Uh, can we talk about what's happened um, since Jansen's been gone? We talked about it a lot in the last episode, but more has happened since. Yeah, I think that most notably is our loss last night to the Mariners. Right. We did just finish the series against them in Seattle. We took two of three. Both of those wins we, I mean, we scored 23 points over both of those wins. You 23 runs? What did I say? You said points. No, I didn't. This isn't basketball. Oh, this my God. Football. I'm so embarrassed. Everybody, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so Sorry, I just had to be hard on you because I when I was starting that. out, you were always very hard I on know, me I know, I know, and so. I stand by that, and thank you for getting that. But, no, um, so the Dodgers just took two of three from the Mariners, Couple, um couple really good games, including a 10th inning heartbreak loss last night. What happened there, Joe? So we had Floro in against the Mariners, like you just said, in the bottom of the 10th. Mm -hmm. So he allowed a couple of singles, and then he walked Cruz, loading the bases, and then Floro balked. Oh! And that meant that Hanager came home for a walk-off balk. And that is so awful. And we lost. That is so awful. You know who would agree with you on that? Jansen. Justin Turner. Justin Turner. <laughs> he actually gave an interview where he talked about how much it sucked that the game last night was determined by the umpires and not by the players. Of course. I mean, of course. I think if he was on the other end of, of the other team and had actually gotten a win on a ball, I don't know if he'd be saying similar things, but... Of course not. I mean, <laughs> they, want, they want a win and you're not going to complain about a win. You'll take what you can get. But when you lose, you know, sometimes you kind of want to find someone else to put it off on. Well, not only that. I mean, that's just a sucky way to lose because it's not like your play or like the competition, like they outplayed you or beat you or something. It was just a pitching mistake, really. I mean, it was a balk, right? We saw the film. He, I, yeah, I don't I think mean, he... I saw a lot of stories where people were saying that he just stepped off the mound and they called it a balk. And I know, I think that one of the Mariners players was actually screaming balk, balk. And I saw an interview or something today where someone was like, oh yeah, that's just what he does. Even when he's like in the dugout, he just yells balk all the oh, time. Oh, how awful. And this was just the one time that he was right. That's terrible. Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree with Turner though. That is a terrible way to lose. Because it's not like they, they beat us necessarily on that last run. It's like Floro, who, can we talk about how he was talked about among Dodgers fans when Jansen first went on the DL this last time? Yeah, he has a very solid fan base, especially 
on Twitter. Like they're very active on oh, Twitter. Yeah. People love Floro. People love Floro. He's a great pitcher. He's got a great personality. And it seems like he's even keeled on the mound. And he had been having a great season, uh, especially in the first half. He was one of the, the, the stars that came forward where we could really count on him in those later innings. But it's kind of changed since Jansen went on the DL. I mean, this isn't the first walk-off right. that Floro has allowed on something that wasn't a hit. Oh, that's right. His was not a hit walk-off exactly. against uh, Colorado. Um, yeah, so on August 12th against the Rockies, it was the bottom of the ninth. And I don't know if I can actually blame Floro for this. Because what happened was uh, LeMayhew singled and got on base. And then Dahl and McMahon were both put on base. They were intentionally walked to load the bases for Ionetta. Ugh. And then Ionetta walked and thus the walk-off walk. But since they were intentional walks, I don't know if we can blame Floro for that. I mean... He, he walked the last guy, though. So. Yeah, but there <laughs> were... But if they hadn't intentionally walked the other two guys, maybe he could have gotten them out. Sure, I definitely agree. And then agree, even but... if they weren't on base and he walked one guy, that still would have been a man on first and second and not bases loaded for that walk. Exactly, but that's probably part of the reason they did those intentional walks. It's just, it's a strategy. It's, it's, um... Of course, it's a strategy. I'm just saying that I don't blame that one fully on Floro because he didn't put those two guys on base himself. Yeah, okay. Well, Floro, he, we had a lot of, uh, uh, we had some high hopes that maybe he could fill in for Jansen. Um, and when, when I started talking about Maeda in the last episode, possibly coming in as our ninth inning guy, uh, before that, that was after that walk-off walk in Colorado. Um, I actually thought, just like a lot of other Dodgers fans, that Floro may have stepped in that, that role. And uh, last night was just another example of, Maybe he's not ready for that kind of position. I mean, I, I think he's got closer potential, right? I think, of course. I just think, um, I believe it was in our last podcast when you were talking about how our closer, how a closer, they need to be kind of like a starting pitcher. Of course, yes. They need to be able to, to put down whoever they're facing. They're not... Um, they can't be a matchups guy. It can't be a matchups guy. I mean, they can be as long as every player on the other team's roster is who they're matched up against, right? They've got to be a pitching specialist first and foremost, not a hitting specialist. Exactly. And I think that our coaching staff could get Floro there, but I agree that he, I don't think he's quite ready for it yet. Right. He's not ready for... Well, I mean... Evidently, he's not ready for it from our last two examples of him. Um, uh, allowing walk-offs. Yes, allowing walk-offs. As particularly on a bulk. Oh, that's just very hurtful. Maybe he's got got a little bit, got to get a little bit more confidence on the mound there. Um, but yeah, still, still like Floro. Um, I still have a lot of confidence in him, maybe more than I should. But that walk-off walk, walk-off bulk was not great. I agree. That do, you know was... what, do you know what is great? Cost Accounting Cost Accounting by Pearson. Pearson Publishing. Probably thought you'd heard the last of that. Nope, but here, cha-ching, <laughs> eight bucks here. So <laughs> go get your accounting degree with Cost Accounting by Pearson. <laughs> so is that all you got for uh, the walk-off balk there with Floro? I think that's all I have it in my heart to say about it. Right, I can't, I can't think about it too much more. I want to still believe in Floro. Dodgers, we believe uh, a fan podcast. Uh, but yeah. Floro, we can do this. I believe in you. 
So here at Dodgers, we believe, we thought that it would be a good idea if we kind of get out of our comfort zone a little bit. And every I now and being then, comfortable. <laughs> and every now and then, if we could just maybe highlight another team. I mean, there are 30 teams in the MLB, so it's time we give another team a little bit of love. We got to give some love to another team. There's a lot of baseball to go around. There's 162 games for every single team in baseball every single year. And we really only focus on the Dodgers for the most part in our own personal lives. I can say that for myself for sure. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking for you as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So since we do favor LA and the Dodgers so much, I thought that this week we could just take a little, like dip our toes into the water and start pretty close to home. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the Angels and how they've started the season? Definitely. Uh, so the Angels to start the season, uh, the outlook for them was looking really good. They had just acquired a player from Japan, um, Shohei Otani. He had just had a spectacular five-year career in Japan as a two-way player. I, for one, was very skeptical that he could be a star pitcher as well as a star hitter. Um, but they were saying that if he was in the American League, he could DH for the team on the days he wasn't pitching. Um, and I just and thought I mean, there that's were kind of been the case except it's been more like he's been no. DHing for the team and he hasn't been pitching because of his injury. Because of injuries. We'll get to that. So to start the season, when they first started out the season, it was looking pretty good because they had just acquired this guy who was highly sought after by many teams, including the Dodgers. I kind of thought the Dodgers might get him. I kind of thought the Yankees might get him, but the Angels landed him somehow, some way. And uh, he came over from Japan and he was a big two-way player. They also had, they've had um, since 2011, one of the best uh, players in probably baseball history in Mike Trout. Yeah, isn't he a two-time MVP? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he won the, the MVP um, over two years um, and he's making a really good, a strong case for a, a third MVP this mm -hmm. season. And he has definitely consistently been one of the best players Oh in my baseball. God, yeah, absolutely. Defensively and offensively, he is just all around one of the best players in baseball. Um, you, you'll be, it'll be quite a challenge to find somebody who watches baseball and who knows about Trout um, to say otherwise. He is just that good. He is that good. Um, so they've got Trout and Otani. They had that to start the season. They also had Richards, a great starting pitcher. Um, of course, they couldn't have known that he would have been injured. So to start off the season, it kind of seemed like maybe um, they they could have been the only team in the American League West to challenge the Astros, the World Series winning uh, def defending champions. And that's only looking at Trout, Otani, and Richards, and right. not even the incredible depth that they have with Pujols, Simmons, and Calhoun. They've had a ton of tons of depth. Yeah, yeah. They've got um, Simmons. They also they also had um, that second baseman who was uh, Ian Kinsler was their second baseman mm. before they traded him away. Um, they had quite a few stars on the bench. They had quite a few stars. Um, uh, I wouldn't say stars, but they had some consistent guys in the bullpen. To, so to start the season, I for one thought that they may had a chance, may have a chance to to win the division. I didn't think there was any other real challengers to the Astros in the American League West. Mm -hmm. 
So how have they actually been doing? That's the thing. How they've actually been doing this season, they are, um, as of today, they're 63 and 63. So they're, wow. they're winning at a 500 clip, um, 500 winning percentage. And one of the best divisions in baseball, I have to say. So in a lot of divisions, hitting or winning 500 is maybe you're in second, third place. You're still vying for first place. But they're in the division with the, the Astros and the surprise, one of the, the, one of the surprise juggernauts of the season, which is the Oakland athletics um, who are also vying very close for for first place there uh, weren't they just tied with the Astros yeah I mean oh yeah the A's and the Astros they're both they're such good teams and watching the A's these days especially the last I would say two maybe three months they have been really it seems unstoppable mm -hmm. they're tied for the best record in baseball with the Boston Red Sox over the last 60 days they're really really making a great fight and I think they have a chance to win the division mm -hmm. The Angels are 13 games out of first place. Um, Weren't the Angels actually in first place for a while at the start of the season? Oh, yeah. They had a good start. They had a really good start. In fact, in early April, that was their best winning streak. I think they won six or seven games in a row. Um, and they were in first place for quite a couple weeks um, going back and forth with a couple of the teams. Uh, but they haven't been in first place since mid-May, since uh, May 14th, I think. So they're, that was barely a month into the season. And since then... It's just been really downhill. I know some some really diehard Angels fans, and even at this this stage, there's still a couple months left in the season. We're August. We still have September, and we still have um, most of October for the regular season. Um, they're only 13 games back, so you think they technically still have a chance, but that's only technically. And that's a lot to overcome. That's a lot to overcome, especially against the defending World Series champions, the Astros, and against the A's, who have been just overwhelming overwhelming in the, in their division and it seems like the cards are kind of stacked against the angels because they've had a lot of injuries they've had a lot of people taking time off for other oh, reasons oh yeah well richards he's out for the rest of the season uh trout he's uh let's see he's he's got family leave yeah, didn't, or his, personal reasons. didn't his brother-in-law pass away is that what happened yeah his brother-in-law who i believe was formerly in the angels organization himself uh passed away no way yeah. that's terrible poor trout well, geez, I didn't know what his family reasons were, but um, Trout's taken some time off. And then um, their manager, the former Dodger, um, he's he's actually decided, the manager, he's actually, um, there's rumors out there that he's going to possibly be gone after the season and retired. He's been there since like 2001 or something, maybe 2000. They won the World Series in 2002. I don't think they're going to repeat it this year. Um, he seemed like a steady captain for the team. So yeah, it seems like the the Angels may this may not be their year. So it um, definitely may not be a repeat of their last World Series win in two thousand and two. Right, that was their last and only World Series win. Um, they 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 actually defeated the the Giants in seven games in two thousand two. But go they, Angels. Go yeah, go Angels. <laughs> in that case, go Angels. Um, yeah, so they're um, they're having a tough season. Um, we were actually just in Anaheim today. Um, and we passed by their stadium by chance, but um, they're... Yeah, and I actually just saw them play in San Diego earlier this week. Of course, they crushed the Padres. Of course. Right. I mean, <laughs> who's not crushing the Padres these days? Uh, but that's that's where the Angels stand this season. Their season that's looking like maybe a lost season. I don't know if they can really make a good argument, um, if you can make a great argument for them challenging uh, the AL West. They're maybe the second toughest division behind the AL East. Um, but this season against the Dodgers, they are three and three. We went to one of those games, right? Yeah. Yeah, I actually went to two of those games. Oh my god! I saw a win and a loss. <laughs> so. Well, 
Um, the Angels are three and three against our, our beloved Dodgers. And yeah, that's where the Angels are at this season. And I'm going to like this segment, reviewing it some other teams. Anyways, I think it'll be fun when we get to some that we don't know quite as well. Yeah. So thanks so much for joining us on this episode. And remember, um, if you're considering getting your accounting degree or if you just want to know about accounting, what do you do, Joe? By Cost Accounting, published by Pearson. But, you know, more importantly, go follow us on Twitter. Go follow us on Twitter. We're at We Believe in LA. We Believe in LA. We love you guys. We believe in you guys. We believe in the Dodgers. Thanks for joining us.